It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where our Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. Well, good morning. Take a deep breath. Yes. This is the session here on the new Shine FM and on the podcast network at shinefmohio.com. I am Scott here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. And today we're going to wrap up our conversation about narcissists. That's true. Did did we learn how to spell it properly last time? Did we do the spelling bee? <laughs> hey, you know me, Scott. I still couldn't spell it. <laughs> yeah, and we're not going to try and do it today. Uh, so yeah, you can you can try and look it up. Yeah. Um, so we're going to wrap this conversation up with uh, more practical things. Now, last week we talked about the symptoms of the narcissist, and you can find out more about that and kind of catch up with us on the podcast network. Uh, today we're going to get more practical and deal with helping the narcissist or maybe how we can cope with the narcissist but first we turn to god's word and we're going to go to first corinthians tom <laughs> thanks for pointing me in the right direction scott you should tom's been giving me these hand signals which verse am i doing which one the top one i think is that the one this is the top verse we have scott. okay out of first corinthians 2 and verse 3 i came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words but with a demonstration of the spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom but on god's power resting in god's power and that's how we can cope with a narcissist is first of all start praying it, that's amen and that's true that we want to rely upon the lord and we can be so thankful that he has accepted us he has approved of us. The narcissist won't. He barely knows you exist. That's right. Yes. We're going to get right into the practical stuff today, helping the narcissist. Let's start there, Tom. Well, are we going to define it? Oh, yeah. Let's do Okay. Great idea, Scott. I thought I would never think of that. <laughs> oh, we're going to have one of those shows, aren't we? I can see it coming. All right. All right. Here we go. Narcissism Scott is defined as entitled self-importance. I have made it very clear that I am very important. <laughs> oh, okay. You were, you were you were demonstrating. Okay, that, yeah. I understand now. So the, the the term narcissism comes from the mythical character of narci. Never mind. Narcissi. Narcissi. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So the narcissist is a person who is definitely fully understanding of who they are and uh, their place in the world and not necessarily yours. That's right. Yes. It's their world. It's got their name on it. You didn't see that, but it, it, the narcissist owns it. <laughs> uh, let's start with, with helping the narcissist, Tom. Well, and Scott, it's important that we look at this person as a person with a high degree or level of fear. Now, if I remember right, in some of the articles 
that we kind of shared back and forth, chances are the narcissist has a very low self-esteem. That's true. And it's co- they're covering it with the narcissism. Yes. And so they have such a fear of being accepted, and the likelihood is, is because their self-image is so poor that they need to hear the approval of other people, and they have to show themselves to be yet better than everyone else so that in their mind they are accepted. And the acceptance is the important thing. And if you do not accept them, who look out. Yeah. All right. So how do we cope with this individual, Tom? Well, Scott, first off, number one, get everything in writing. If you are given verbal instructions at work, ask for them to be emailed to you because the narcissist is capable of changing the rules because it makes him look better. The rules do not apply to me, and they can change at a moment's notice with or without your knowledge and or approval. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, the second one, you're, you may have to help me with this one a little bit, Tom. Uh, avoid a fight. Are we talking about verbal and or physical? Well, I definitely verbal. It's very possible that it could escalate. And so if you are convinced that this individual is very difficult— and, and you just think you can't you can't talk to him, and it's all about him. Let's write it off that way. To avoid a fight, so just in your mind, that's him. That's so and so. He or she is like that. I I don't agree with it, but it's not worth a hassle to me. And I'm not going to change him. So right, something just popped in my head here. You, you we keep saying him. Do narcissists tend to be more male? Is there a sex? orientation to the narcissist more male than female that's a, that's a great observation scott i would say that it's been my experience they're more male than female but i'm not real sure what yeah. the data would sh- would show it's very possible that a because it's a personality disorder either male or female could have it and another important point that we'll need to go back over here in a little bit is the fact that it's a personality disorder right we, and we will address that here in just a bit Here's the hardest one, I think, of the seven in coping. Realize it's not personal. Right. Well, and and this is where the narcissist will make himself look good at your expense. And that hurts. Absolutely. And so that's why it's it's difficult. But here is a great example. The people in in general, when they are... Uh, confronted, particularly by someone in power. So maybe this is your boss who has narcissistic tendencies. It could be a parent who is like that. They tend to then uh, cope with it by changing who they are, the recipient from the narcissist. The The person involved with the narcissist will change their worldview. They'll change their identity to cope with the narcissist. And we want to say, whoa, wait a minute. Let's realize he's the ill one or she's the ill one. Right. We aren't. Yeah, you don't want to change yourself to fit their illness. So we just write it off as he's the ill one, she's the ill one, not me. I'm healthy in every other relationship, and that's an important exploration. All these other relationships, I'm well accepted. I have close friendships. This one particular one doesn't work. Not so much. So I'm going to write them off and go, that's their problem, not mine. And you know, you mentioned that is that is one way of dealing with this. Okay, maybe it's best that I just don't hang out with you. Yeah, and, and which that one 
without question. And we, we'll get to that down here in a little bit, so I guess I jumped the gun a little bit. Avoid contact. If this is something that's just not deal, you just can't deal with this. Right. So that's the best probably way to cope with it if you have a choice. If he's or she is your boss, you might have to have contact. Right. And that's, again, when we talked about, gee, you might want them to email or uh, text you so that you have their instructions so you can you can say, I, I do better from written instructions. So now, You have yourself covered. Exactly. But otherwise, avoiding them, you, you probably wouldn't want to invite them over for dinner. <laughs> it would yeah, not be right. That would not be a good thing. Uh, the dinner would, there would always be something. His dinner or her dinner would be better. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Okay, the next one. Do not give personal information or opinions to the narcissist. Now, why is that critical? Well, because the likelihood is they'll use that against you. Okay. They could criticize it to other people. They'll make themselves look good. You wouldn't believe what this individual did, and, I, and I'm this much better than that person because I do it this way, not like that person. Oh, okay. So, all right. Yeah. Now, this next one can be important when it comes to instructions, especially in the work environment. Have a witness. Well, because now it's not he said, she said, it's not my word against your word. We have a witness who would say, well, yeah, I, I heard him say that, or I heard her say that. Mr. Narcissist definitely definitely said that. <laughs> <laughs> We've given him a name now. <laughs> <laughs> and so consequently, it makes it safer, and it also helps your, your thinking that you're not crazy here. You really did say it, because you've got a witness who would say, yeah, you said it. Or you've got a witness that said, Mrs. Narcissist, now we have Mr. and Mrs., <laughs> said it, not me. Now, this could be helpful in the church setting, too. I would I would think if you're dealing with something in the church, make sure you have somebody else that knows what's going on. Yeah, most certainly, so that it doesn't create the Hatfields and the McCoys. Oh, yeah, I could, I could see a narcissist tearing a church apart right. in no time flat. So we're, we're talking about coping with a narcissist today on the session. The last one of this list, know your legal rights. That's true, because for Mr. or Mrs. Narcissist, the rules don't apply to them. They're going to make up their own. Whatever sounds good to them, whatever makes them look good, that's the rules we're going by. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you have to watch for them. Well, can you imagine trying to play a board game with a narcissist? Oh, my goodness. Cards? Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah, I just thought about that. Oh, hmm. Scott, you just had a nightmare, I think. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so th those are some things for coping with the narcissist, some tips. Now, let's talk a little bit about what this disorder, you know, we've kind of defined this a little bit. It's this grand uh, thought of yourself. Being high, highly important. Highly important, yeah. Um, how do you treat this? Tom, it's. I mean, you, we described it as a personality disorder. So, how do right. we treat it? Well, for one, if it comes into uh, our office, now we have an opportunity to help that person. The problem with this is, not many narcissists believe they need help. They will come in and want to straighten out the counselor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they want to tell you all about what's wrong with you. You realize my desk looks a whole lot better than yours. And oh, that's it's, right. It's in my office. It's over here in the corner, and that's the best place for it. Why you have it in the middle there, I have no uh, idea. That's right. And, and why is it brown and not black? 
you know you got to have a black <laughs> black desk. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, and so with that in mind, if they do come in, then I think it's important, particularly at Heritage for me, I really like to look at any type of disorder as often as possible with how it relates to relationships. We explore a relationship. If we impact the relationship, we impact the disorder. So if the narcissist comes in and says, you know, I feel like nobody wants to talk to me anymore. You know, my spouse is very distant. And my spouse is, I don't know, she was packing her bags. What does that mean, Tom? (laughs) Something about going to visit her mother for the next two years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So with that in mind, then we begin to understand, well, what has caused them to be distant? How does that feel? And, you know, what can you work on in order for that to be helpful? Well, and, and I've said before, I think one of the best things we can do with any personality disorder is to have a trusted person that you can go to and, and want to own and be responsible to try and improve my ability to be in a relationship. And the likelihood is that would be good. We have to get a, a person into that position. The narcissist wants to say, hold the fort. Let me tell you what relationships should look like. I know I'm a great relationship person. Well, then let's examine that. You yeah. do, you haven't been able to maintain this relationship. Nobody wants to talk to you. Mm-hmm. You can't keep a job. Now, tell me about relationships again. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does it come down to having to get that blunt sometimes? Because mm-hmm. I, I get the impression that a lot of what you do is is a lot of nuanced conversation to help draw things out of people. Right. Whereas it seems like with a narcissist, you've almost got to go, okay, look. Yeah. <laughs> let me give you a dose of reality 101 here. Well, let me tell you about some of the emails I've been getting from your spouse. <laughs> Not that again. I thought we dealt with that. <laughs> is there, I hate to even go this route, is there medication to help a narcissist? Well, now there is a great question, particularly if we're talking about them as being fearful. Uh, there probably is. With a, some study, I'm sure that would be helpful. When we look at fear, and remember, I have said in the past that fear is the great paralyzer. It can put up a wall for a person that you can't penetrate. So I learned early in my career that if I tried to discuss it head on, let's focus on exactly what it is. Nope, won't work. That, that isn't so, you know, I'll approach slightly differently, maybe in the side door. No, that doesn't work. I know I'll sneak up from behind on I'll come completely different off the wall with, nope. And what I found is that that is what the, 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 the fear does. You're in this like bubble where you can't penetrate. So there is medication that would definitely help that. The likelihood is it would be some form of an anti-anxiety, the, the benzodiazepine family. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've got three I'll share with you. <laughs> I mean, verbally, that is. <laughs> yeah, uh, Xanax uh, would be one, clonopin and lorazepine are all three in that family of, of medication. So like most medications, that may be a whole different discussion, Scott, but they, they come in, a, in families, even the antidepressants. 
So there are families of medications that that's if, the point. if you're able to get down to that fear level. Right. And boy, do you ever get that little woohoo moment when you're able to crack that and get to that point where they go, yes, here's what I really, and they actually say what their fear is? Yeah. And Scott, that is the primary reason why I am in the clinical world. That's what's more important to me than, than anything, when they have that aha moment in the Lord and they can grow and they become closer to our God because of it. Now, we've just scratched the surface of right. what could be a very difficult topic. And perhaps as we're sharing this today, you're going, you know what? That's my husband. You know what? That's my dad. You know what? That's me. Right. First of all, if you're able to recognize that and it's you, I think God may be speaking to you. Amen. So uh, the next thing would be a conversation with a Christian counselor like Tom. And if we were to suggest how to start that conversation, what would be the best way to start that with you? Well, Scott, I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. You've got that down very well. I'm very impressed. I might have said those words a few times (laughs) in my career. (laughs) And remember, of course, if you came in in the middle, you can always catch up uh, with the rest of the program and the one that set it up as we have two weeks on narcissism on the podcast network at shinefmohio.com. Thanks for joining us.